0: Today is the purpose of encounter and the one purpose of encounter which I've put out there is defeat the giant, defeat the giant. First John chapter 5 verse 4. We've been using this in our Bible study lately, so you'll be familiar with it. 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. I said what? The purpose of encounter? Defeat the giant. Defeat the giant. That word defeat is very important. Defeat the giant. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. That has overcome the world. Our faith. Alright. Everyone who has been born of God. Overcomes the world. And it is through our faith. God. Is never taken. By surprise. No event. Ever takes God by surprise. Why? Because. God has an early warning system which allows him to prepare ahead of time because God is outside of time so he can see into time so God is able to prepare outside of time things that are yet to happen. So God always has plans That the devil is unaware of. And God's plans become an insurance, if you like. It provides an insurance against the enemy. The enemy's strategies and abilities. And because of that you listening to me right now, watching me right now, hearing me right now, you are a part of God's plan against the works of the devil. God has a plan against the devil and his plan is to raise up His children to fight and defeat the devil. And you are part of that plan. So everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. Even our faith does the victory. So encounter brings us to a place where we can manifest the full power of God. You are born to be a weapon in God's hand. You are born to be a weapon in God's hand. That's why anything that encourages the murder of babies or abortions is straight Satan's agenda. Because God's plan Because God's plan is that he will use human beings who will. Human beings who will carry out his plan and become weapons. Who will carry out his plan and become weapons in his hand. So for example, for us to have salvation, a child had to be born. Jesus Christ had to be born. And when Jesus was born, Herod wanted to murder him. That God already had the plan made out so the devil could not achieve his aim. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8 makes this very clear. The purpose of our encounter. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. The reason the Son of God was born. The reason the Son of God was manifested. The reason the Son of God came to earth was one reason to destroy the works of the devil. So when you are born again, there is one reason why you are born again. To destroy the works of the devil. When you go through an encounter, a 30 day fasting, a 10 day fasting, a 20 day fasting, when you go through any such thing, the purpose is to what? Destroy The works of the devil. And today, I have people who have been through encounter. And they are ready to destroy the works of the devil. They are ready to destroy the works of the devil. That is the reason. That is the reason. Whenever you go before God in divine encounter, God gives you grace. He gives you strength to destroy certain works of the devil. To break the chains. To lose the bonds. That's why he talks in Isaiah 58. This is the fast that I have chosen. So, when, when you have an encounter, it has to do those things. Break the chains. Set captives free. In the name of Jesus. Release. Burdens and yokes. Oh. So I want to show us one example and then we would finish. David and Goliath. Oftentimes we talk about David and Goliath. We talk about that as the main showdown. We, we, we don't talk about the encounter before the encounter. So today I'm going to talk about the encounter before the encounter. In David and Goliath. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 23. First Samuel 17, verse 23. Now David had been sent by his father to the battlefield to see how his brothers were doing. Those days there was no Twitter or, 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 or Sky or BBC to bring you live report from the war. So David was sent, go and see. So when he got there, He got curious. Now, the interesting thing is, he was sent to give, to send, to take food to his brothers and to see if they were all okay. But when he got there, he got curious about the war. Eh, Hallelujah. God will send you on an errand. But when you get there, There will be a Goliath there that you have to dispossess. God will give you a job. That looks like you applied for it and you got it. But when you get there, there will be a Goliath. That you have to dispossess God is going to set you up For supernatural miracles And encounters God will send you to a place God will bring you into a situation And when you get there There will be war And your spirit man will rise And say who is Causing all this war In this place I have come as the messenger of God To bring order to this situation In the name of Jesus. 1 Samuel 17 verse 23 And as he talked with them, that is David, behold the champion the Philistine of Gath Goliath by name came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before and David had him. And David had him. Now, I want us to stay there. So, I'm going to diagnose who is the enemy. How do you know the enemy? I'm going to diagnose from, chapter, from verse 23 how to identify when the devil is coming closer. Maharosabaka. Now, and as he talked with them, just pause there. As he talked with them, as David talked with them. This is how you identify the enemy has come. Or the devil has come around as you are talking as you are sharing your testimony as you are sharing God's goodness as you are sharing your dreams and desires as you are talking the same thing happened to Joseph as he was talking to his brothers now it's also important to note he was talking to his brothers <laughs> And, and, and David was talking to his brothers. When he got there, he met his brothers. He said, What is going on? And as they started talking, David was talking. He was talking to his brothers. Joseph was talking to his brothers. As he was talking, what happened? The champion came out. Hmm. As you are talking, As you are declaring the goodness of God, the favor of God, the grace of God, the the dream that God has given to you, as you are sharing it, even as you are sharing testimony, the devil also starts talking. I want you to hear this carefully. The devil also does what? He starts talking. When Joseph was sharing his dream with his brothers, the devil started talking in the head of his brothers. This man is too much trouble. Let's do our way with him and be free. We are tired of hearing dreams, dreams, dreams. As David was talking to his brothers, the champion came out and started talking. To confuse you, to intimidate you. When you start declaring the testimony of God, when you start declaring the goodness of God, when you start declaring the grace of God, the devil also starts talking at the same time to confuse you, to intimidate you. He was having a conversation with his brothers. So let's assume they were in church, they were in fellowship, they were in a small group. They were in a meeting. They were with uh, their colleagues. Let's just assume for a second. And as they were sharing First John chapter 5 verse 4. As they were sharing First John chapter 5 verse 4. The devil also started speaking. The devil also started speaking. And here's what was happening. Mahandabala. They could hear the, the enemy speaking. I don't think Goliath could hear them. But Goliath didn't care what they were discussing. Goliath wanted them to know he was around. And anything they were doing was immaterial. As long as he, Goliath, was concerned. As soon as he started talking, everyone began to pay attention. Do you notice? David is talking to his brothers. Not many people are paying attention. Maybe they are not even paying attention because you find out later that the elder brother wasn't happy with him while he was even there in the first place. But, as soon as Goliath started talking, the whole place was booming. Everyone could hear. Everyone could pay attention. Now, church I submit to us and children of God all over the world the way we pay careful attention to the devil If we did that same to the word of God, there will be untold miracles and wonders. (laughs) When God is speaking in the church, nobody hears. When God is speaking in your heart, nobody hears. You are more than a conqueror. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. Right now I'm hungry. What does you are more than a conqueror mean? You see, the voice of hunger becomes bigger than the voice of God. And that is how it was. Goliath's voice became bigger than anything they had around them. When God is moving in the the midst of his people, we barely notice it. We barely notice it until we found out that, listen, even breathing is not to be taken for granted. Breathing unaided. With no support, with no pain, just breathing, without even thinking about it, is not even to be taken for granted. When the devil starts to cause trouble, everyone notices. Oh yeah. And the devil always makes sure it's on a grand scale. He makes sure his voice is loud But you see God's voice Is described as The still small voice Go to First Kings chapter 19 verse 11 The still small voice First Kings chapter 19 verse 11 And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. A still small voice. You know, this was Elijah after Jezebel had threatened to make him... Well, to kill him, and he went and hid in a cave and said, "God, where are you? Uh, I can't feel you. I can't hear you." It's interesting that at that time the voice of Jezebel was booming louder than the voice of God, and even the prophet of God was hearing Jezebel more than God. So he ran away from his assignment. He went into a depression. When we cite Bible characters, we are not citing them to, to criticize them. We are citing them so we learn, because we go through same things. A still small voice was what came to Elijah. Now, I believe There was a still small voice in David. Which he was trying to share with his brothers. And the people around. There was a still small voice. The still small voice was saying. Listen guys. We can take on this giant. They go what? What did you say? Take on who? This giant? No it's impossible. Still small voice. Still small voice. When he was trying to talk to them, it wasn't convincing to them. God's word wasn't coming with the power they were expecting. With the fire and the brimstone they were expecting. It did not have much impact. But what was David telling them? What exactly was he talking to them about? First Samuel seventeen verse thirty-one. What exactly was he saying? First Samuel seventeen thirty-one. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul. And he sent for him. Hallelujah. We don't know what words he spoke yet. But wait for it. Those words, somebody carried them to King Saul. And said, King, you must hear this. So, King sent for David. Come here. Tell me yourself. What am I hearing? Oh, hallelujah. So what was David saying? That Saul was interested in. Now go to verse number 34 to 37. seven. First Samuel. Now, want need to listen carefully to the words David was saying. So it is possible these are the same words he was telling his brothers and the people around him. Now listen. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he, the Lord, for he has defied the armies of the living God. 37. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Alright, let's wait there before we come to Saul's reaction. Now, I want you to think about it for a minute. (laughs) Glory to God. We are dealing with a seasoned commando. A top-ranking general. An expert in war. Right? (laughs) A champion at that. Come on. And you are talking about sheep and lions and bears? Come on. Sheep, lion, bear. What has that got to do? This is real warfare. So these were the things he was saying to his brothers. No wonder they weren't too interested. They were like, what? Where from this? Look, no, don't, make, don't make fun of us. Go away before somebody laughs at us. And that is exactly right. Anybody who laughs, can blame them. First Corinthians 2 verse 14 says exactly that. The word of God is, well, the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit. For they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned correct. Now go back to First 1 Samuel 34, uh, 17.34. Please. The people could not understand. The guy, David, was talking about spiritual things. Because it wasn't his natural might that delivered him from the lion and the bear. It was an anointing that came upon him that allowed him to do so. So he was saying this same anointing can do the same thing here. But they didn't understand. They said, what? Killing the lion and the bear is not the same thing as fighting this this, this general. Do you know what you are talking about? Exactly. It is foolishness. But that was David's encounter. That was how God prepared David. So you may have your own type of encounter. You may have your own circumstance of life that is preparing you for greater things. That when people look at it, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't add up. But it does when you see it spiritually. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you. Now wait. Saul permitted David, even though he didn't believe or understand what David was talking about. The word of God will prevail in spite of everything happening around. The word of God will prevail. Saul against his better judgment said to David, go on. This was God causing Saul to permit him because There were a few problems here. Number one, David was not even enlisted in the army. He was not even on their roll. So, he didn't even have to be there. He was sent to the command center, the control room. Where there's battle, is, and the control room is only the generals who go in there. But that is where he went. Number two, David had just arrived at the camp. He hadn't even had time to observe much or even formulate a strategy. It doesn't matter whether you are late in the game or you just came, God will give you the winning formula. And Saul was at risk. His throne was at risk. Because if David is defeated, that's it. He, Saul, will be killed and the rest of the Israelites will be turned into slaves. So Saul was risking his life for David to manifest the glory of God. I pray today... May God raise up for you people who would risk their lives for your sake. People who would say, we don't care what it costs us, but we believe that what God has given to you has to come to pass and we would make it happen. He allowed him against his better judgment. He allowed him. He didn't deserve to be there. May God elevate you. Beyond your years. Beyond your abilities. Beyond your expertise. May God elevate you. In the name of Jesus. Beyond your abilities. May God lift you up. where you don't naturally deserve to be may god bring you into contact with favor may god bring you into contact with his grace the still small voice that was in david he could have easily quietened it he could have easily shut it down you know why Because it was irrelevant. I tell you what. It was irrelevant. To what they were facing. Oh my testimony. uh, Ah it doesn't. It may not be relevant. No my testimony. That's the still small voice. Don't shut it. It is very relevant. And when he started sharing that testimony. His own faith began to rise. And when Saul heard it, I don't I don't think Saul believed it, but Saul couldn't resist, Saul Saul couldn't stop it. He said, All right, you go ahead. May you receive divine permission in your life to proceed, to do the things that God has commissioned you to do. May you receive that permission. It is called open doors. It is called breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. That was his encounter before the encounter. He had that encounter when he was looking after the sheep in the wilderness. And he said, I was given this encounter because of this giant. And today I'm going to unleash the power of God. And this giant must be defeated today in the name of Jesus. God has been preparing you to unleash his power on this giant. To defeat this giant, wherever it is, whoever it is, standing and intimidating and defying you in the name of Jesus today, just as God anointed you over that situation, over that lion and over that bear, you are coming against this giant. Lift up your voice right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Lift up your voice right now. In the name of Jesus, I come against that giant. I come against that force. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, just as oh God, you anointed David yes to, to handle the lion and the bear, to Kill them, oh Lord, and to bring down Goliath, Father, oh God. I thank you for your preparation in my life, and I thank you that any giant, any Goliath right now is defeated, is defeated in the name of Jesus. I thank you that the Goliath is fallen in the name of Jesus. I pray that we will heed the still small voice. The still small voice, the gentle tap of the Holy Spirit, that there will be a revival, a manifestation, a change in our lives. In the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to understand there is probably a Goliath that has been making fun and mockery of your family. That has been saying, hey, what am I going to do now? Hey, hey, I'm coming again. Every June I bring you sickness. Hey, hey, you can't do anything. Any Goliath that has been standing there that say, hey, hey, you get the job but you know what? It, it, it's not going to last. You've been doing it in a repeat cycle. You are going to say right now, in the name of the Lord of hosts, I come against you. I silence you. In the name of the Lord of hosts, begin to unleash the power of God against Enegoliah Ela Brosakabaya Rebabaya Kabalo Rebaya Masema Kolabaya Rebakabaya. Kabaya Rabba Kabaroha Rebaya in the name of Jesus Korama Shabaroa Lema Balebo Kalababa Rekabaya Baseha Ro Kalababa Lika Mala Rebalabazabaya Reba. In Jesus' name, we silence the voice of the Goliath. We silence the voice of the Goliath. In the name of Jesus, we release the grace of God. We release the power of God. Mighty God, we defeat I want you to pray right now And take authority authority. Any giant must fall Any giant must bow In my life, in my family In my church, in my workplace Any any giant must bow In my business, in in my finances Any giant must bow In my health, any giant must bow In the name of Jesus, release Release, release the judgment of God against any giant who is standing in intimidation, who is standing in opposition, release right now. Reba bala baka, reba bali mosepata, reba bala balo, reba bala bazi moha, reba bala masakabaya. Ibondera kato ikara, iposebara. Oh God, we defeat the giant. We defeat the giant. We pull down the giant, Lord. Oh God, by the word of our testimony. By the word of our testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus By the word of our testimony In the mighty name of Jesus Release, release, release unto us O God Deliver to our hands the enemy, the giant Maybe you are facing an impossible mountain A situation that has no physical or immediate prospect of success. Hallelujah. By the power of God, it is a giant and is going to come down. It's going to come down. It's going to come down. Begin to say to it, come down. In the name of Jesus, thou mountain, come down. Thou giant, come down. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Every situation will come down by the power of the Most High God. We release right now, O God, the divine blessing and favor of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hosabarababayamakota. Today you are set free. Wherever you are. I stretch out my hands and I declare. The healing. The touch. The deliverance. The anointing of God come upon you. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord. May you not doubt. You know as David was talking. Goliath also came and started talking. The devil always does that. And he sows doubt in our mind. Some of you. Your, your Goliath is. That doubt in your head, that doubt that always comes up when the word of faith is released. In the name of Jesus, we silence that voice. We bring it down. We bring it down in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, take control. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. God bless you for fellowshipping with us, for joining us, for being a part of this. And I pray that your week will be blessed. Your week will be full of goodness and fruitfulness. And the grace of God and every giant in your life will fall. Amen. Shall we?